Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So, we are on the cusp of my favorite secular holiday of the whole year. Of course, I'm talking about Halloween. We did a Halloween episode last year. That was the first anniversary Halloween show or whatever. Uh, just like The Simpsons does the, uh, what is it, Treehouse of Terror or whatever whatever it is they're doing. I just I love this holiday so much that I can't help but recognize it you know, every every single year. You know, so we'll do as many episodes as we can every time it comes around. So this is Halloween episode number two, and uh, you know, so last year for episode one of Halloween things, we did kind of a hodgepodge of the spookiest, the scariest, uh, sort of kind of tongue in cheek uh, stories around the Bible, and you know, they covered like demon possession stuff like that, and like the the best one was. Was probably the creepy possessed guy that lived in a graveyard for a bunch of years and then Jesus just happened upon him and cast out all the demons out of his body and they all like like flew into some nearby pigs who all ran off a cliff and drowned themselves and you know that that was probably like the best story of last year so we want <laughs> that was pretty great but we, we wanted to switch it up do some do something different and also, like, there's not a lot of super great, like, Halloween-related content in the Bible. So we're, we're trying to stretch it a little bit. But uh, we're going to do our best. Today, we're talking about my five favorite zombies of the Bible. Now, of course, uh, I'm using the term very loosely here. There aren't actually the reanimated dead or the, you know, the shambling horde, the people or the, the you know, the, the walking dead uh, looking to eat brains of people. Those are not in the Bible. So we're using it very loosely. I'm talking about people that died and then were brought back to life right? Not with no palate for brain eating or anything like that, but just they died and they came back to life. So there's actually a total of nine or, or so instances of this happening to individuals in the Bible, not including prophetic ones or like poetic, like, you know, that type of thing. Uh, you know, not talking about the future, you know, revelations, all that crap. We're just talking about like individuals like mostly like named or, or like this this person at this time, whatever, died and then got brought back. That type of thing. There's, so there's like nine of those. And that's, that's a lot. And I don't want to go through all of them because some of them are kind of run of the mill. Which is really a weird thing to say about people that died and came back to life. Like, oh, oh. Four out of these nine, like, they're boring to talk about. Like, they're not very interesting. Like, like I, like I, unless we're talking about comic books here, like a Marvel or DC or whatever, where people, where anyone who ever dies is not dead for too long, unless you're Uncle Ben, right? And that's the, the mantra. So, but, it, but, but there are, there are. There's a couple that are just like, oh, and this person died. And then they're like, boom, come back to life. And they came back to life. So we're going to skip four of them. And we're just going to talk about my top favorite five. 
But before we do that, of course, let's talk about what I'm drinking today. So for today's episode, I actually uh, was trying to overlap my responsibilities, if we could say that, things that I needed to do this week. And one thing to, that I needed to do was record this week's episode, right? Of course, here we are, huzzah. The other thing that I needed to do on my, on my list of uh, my to-do list for this week was to, I wanted to create a specialty cocktail, a, a themed drink for my upcoming Halloween party. So every year, uh, I, I host this really big Halloween party, and a bunch of people come out. It's a it's a big to-do. So it's just this, you know, this, this really cool, creative outlet, this thing that I do, and get to just have a great atmosphere and, and good vibes and, and have a good time with, you know, the people that I care about in life. So... Uh, so that's coming up, and I wanted to create a signature cocktail, you know, a, a drink for it. And this year, for this for this year's party, I am really into Pennywise the Clown from Stephen King's It. Uh, of course, you know the one way back uh, in the '90s or whatever, you know, with uh, Tim Curry. That's a it's a whole different kind of animal, but the this this new one, uh, you know, the the chapter one, chapter two, just I love the franchise. I love what they're doing. Uh, it's so great. Super into it. Like that, and it's like gonna be a, a big part of the decorations this year. So I want to try to create a drink that was themed to that as best that I could, which I don't really do like cocktails or like making drinks on the show or that type of thing. It's really just like me drinking whiskey. And I, I get that. That's what I like to do. <laughs> so that's usually what we do. But uh, so this year I was playing around with a couple different things. And I tried this one that was, uh, I think it's called like vampire's blood is the name of the drink. It's a, a light rum, a little bit of triple sec and like uh the rest of it is bulk uh, like pineapple juice and then and just like strawberry syrup on the top to like give it like a red type of thing and that like it was cool i put a maraschino cherry on top just to kind of like make it look like a red balloon that pennywise would would have uh and it was decent really like it's it's more effort but not enough better taste than uh just a malibu and pineapple so it's uh it's part of the Instagram picture. It's the one on the left. If you look it up, uh, we of course are getting biblical on Instagram, and uh, yeah, it wasn't too. I like I liked how the the maraschino cherry shone on there, so it looked like the red balloon floating in it. But the rest of it lackluster. Not a big fan. The other idea I had was to try and make like a white Russian, but instead of the Kahlua, the you know the the dark part of the white Russian to do more of like a strawberry or whatever. So that the strawberry flavoring would mix with the cream that you put on top and then, you know, you know, white section on the top and then the red uh, down below and then have the, the cherry and everything on top there. And uh, that actually came out really good. Did a couple different versions of it. Uh, I couldn't find strawberry liqueur, uh, but I found raspberry liqueur and did not like that. <laughs> Apparently not a fan. Played around with some stuff. So we found some whipped cream flavored vodka and then a grenadine. 
mixed uh it was like two ounces of the whipped cream flavored vodka and like half an ounce to one ounce three quarters of an ounce i don't know of grenadine mix that together throw that over the ice fill up the rest with cream and then poured some of the strawberry syrup on top let it kind of soak through of course you throw that maraschino cherry on top to be the red balloon and it creates a really cool layered like you know white on top red on the bottom red floating down from the strawberry syrup and everything and i think that's the drink that we're going to go for for my party and i looked up online and tried to find something similar like if i had just you know like invented quote unquote something that already existed that type of thing and i don't see anybody that's doing that type of thing maybe because it's shit i don't know tasted pretty good to me i thought the cream with the grenadine and then the strawberry syrup floating on top once you mix it up a bit uh, actually tasted pretty delicious not a ton of alcohol like yeah like there's like what two shots of vodka in there but like with the with the cream on there and with all the syrup and the sugar it's really just like a shot with extra steps like it's not a really like like does not compare i'm not super proud of it or whatever like it's not like an old-fashioned or manhattan or i don't even those are probably even bad examples in the gist of things but you know it's not some grandiose thing it's something it's something i gotta make really quick at a party when someone walks up and like hey can you make me a pennywise and like boom here we go so that's the drink that i i made for the party uh coming up and that's what i'm drinking today it's on instagram you can check it out but that's that's it that's what we're drinking today no big whiskey story uh, this week anyways so let's get back to bible stories all right so the first story that i want to talk about or i guess the you know number five on the list of famous zombies in the bible right and and again did i say this already we're not talking about actual actual zombies we're using it loosely jesus wasn't trying to like eat brains right he was trying to save souls or something it like uh, so I don't, I don't i mean it very loosely so don't don't send me any hate mail or whatever but number you know on on the list the first one we're going to cover is jesus because he did he 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 did his ministry and they the government hated him and then they crucified him they had him on the cross he died he was buried in the in the cave tomb whatever and then like it took several dudes to like roll the big stone over the mouth of the tomb cave whatever that he was buried in and then three days later which is past the acceptable time frame of people coming back to life uh like according to bible ideas terms whatever after three days jesus rose back up the huge stone was rolled away by angels and like gandalf the white came coming back with with more powers and was able to walk through walls and whatever and started taking care of business to set up the uh the the rest of christianity i guess and and everything everything that he did so uh that's a whole big thing but actually kind of like even though i'm putting him as number five or whatever on the list i'm not actually talking about him per se because yes he did come back from the dead but what's extra special about Jesus's resurrection is, as far as these uh, this Halloween episode goes, is that not only did he himself come back from the dead, but when he died in the book of Matthew, it says that a whole horde of long dead 
prophets, like Old Testament guys, dead and buried, right? Since back then, those old prophets all raised up when Jesus died and started walking around, which is craziness. And I wish that we could get uh, director's commentary or whatever about what actually was happening here. They don't really talk about it. It's like it's like it's like a passive verse. Like oh, and then all the prophets of old like woke up and walked around and like oh oh cool like just that's just a thing that happened. Like where did did they die a week later? Did they live out full lives? How much how much longer do you get after that? What's happening here? And we don't know. It doesn't tell us, but it's really fucking cool. I think actually, I think I might have talked about that last year. I can't remember exactly. It's been a long time, and I did not look at old show notes. So, um, if you're getting if you're getting a double dipper there, I apologize, but not really. Whatever. Uh, number two, <laughs> number two, Lazarus. Okay, this this is found in John chapter eleven, still in the New Testament. So before Jesus himself died, back when he was back on his ministry. Lazarus was one of Jesus's closest friends. You know, Jesus had disciples, you know, his his entourage, right? But Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, they were all like best friends, BFFs. And so Jesus is at the height of his ministry and the certain people, politicians, whatever, they wanted him dead, right? This is like leading up to the crucifixion. But he gets word that his that is one of his best friends, his buddy Lazarus, has died. His sister runs up and tells him actually, and he tells his disciple. <laughs> he tells his disciples, "I've it's a, it's the uh, it's the uh, it's the it's a SpongeBob meme, you know." So Jesus is chilling, and who, who is it? Like Mary, I think. Mary runs up. Maybe it's maybe it's Martha. I can't remember. Mary runs up, and she's like, "Oh my God." Uh, Jesus, Lazarus has died. Jesus like puts his hands on the armrest of the chair, like, I, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> like that, that's really what he did. Like he's like he's like I gotta go, I gotta go help out my boy Lazarus who just died. And his disciples were all like, Nah, dog, you can't go. You can't go there. You're gonna get arrested or killed or worse or whatever. And Jesus is like, Nah. Nah, I, I love Lazarus. He's like a brother to me. I got to bring him back from the dead. We got to go. So, <laughs> so they roll out. And uh, so when he gets there, over to where Lazarus was, it was it was not close, right? It took a lot of effort to get over there. When he shows up, Lazarus has been dead for several days. He was like, all right, like dead in the tomb, coffin, whatever you want to call it. A tomb, I guess, but a tomb with a giant stone in front of it, kind of, kind of like what Jesus got buried in, I guess, uh, in the in the previous number five on the list. Anyway, so he starts to tell tell the people, roll away the stone in front of the tomb. Uh, we're gonna bring him back, or we're gonna do something. And then Martha is like, is like, whoa, what are you doing? And I'm gonna quote this real quick: John chapter eleven, verse thirty nine. Quote, unquote, quote, start quote, begin quote, uh, Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Jesus, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Like, 
<laughs> four days. He's been dead for four days. By this time, there will be a stench. He's been dead for four days. Jesus didn't care. He was not leaving his boy, uh, Lazarus, to stay dead like that. So he yells out to the grave, you know, to the tomb, Lazarus, come out. And in verse 44, it says, He who was dead came out, bound, hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with cloth. So it's actually a mummy story, not a zombie story. Like he he literally came walking out fully wrapped up in cloth wrappings or whatever. Like, like you know, like hands in front of each, you know, whatever, face, face all wrapped up. So Lazarus was the biblical mummy, the best we got. Uh, but he just walked out. He just, you know, which is impressive all by itself. And he was even, he was even wrapped up like a mummy. So... It was, a, it was a great miracle, Jesus. He did good. He did good. So, number three, the widow's son. Also in the New Testament. Also a Jesus thing. Luke chapter 7. I said that like Mario. It's a me, Mario. All right, so next we're talking about the widow's son in Luke chapter 7. So, this is a pretty simple story. Not a big deal, but it would be a crazy thing to have like watched had to had like to have seen firsthand so in this like certain city this woman this widow this widow's son died and there was a whole funeral procession going on he died he was in his coffin he was being carried around by the pallbearers like the coffin was up on their shoulders or, or however they carry that marching him i guess to the grave site I don't know if they were like right at the grave or how close they were, but they were they he was up on people's shoulders being held in the air in his coffin. And Jesus is just strolling through the city, like blessing people, talking to people, doing doing Jesus things. And he sees this funeral happening. He sees the coffin being carried by dudes and he sees the boy's mother, the widow, beside herself with grief. And Jesus takes compassion on her. And he goes over to the widow and says, don't cry. And then he keeps on walking and he walks through the crowd. He's like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, whatever. Like going through the funeral crowd. And he gets up to where the coffin is and the pallbearers and everything. And he reaches up and just puts his hand firmly on the coffin. And I don't know if he's, like, right in front of the whole thing and, like, like where everyone can see him. He's clearly not in the back just, like, trying to, like, graze it. Uh, he probably stood right in the front. I don't know. But, he like, he rocks up. He just, like, boom, hand plant on the coffin. And all the pallbearers just stop. They're like, what the hell is this? Who are you, man? What are you doing? And then Jesus says, young man, I tell you, arise. And the boy sat up in his coffin. Like, if you watch wrestling, I don't very much, but I used to when I was young. Uh, like the Undertaker, just like, just like, like 90 degree angle sit. Like, now I'm sitting where I'm, I was dead. Uh, like, I guess there wasn't a lid on it, right? It was like an open casket funeral type thing i don't know so he just was able to like sit up in the coffin and the kid just starts talking 
And the Bible doesn't say what he says. All it says is that he started talking. I'm sure he was saying something like, why am I being carried in this box towards that big hole in the ground? And why are there so many shovels nearby? Like, like what was about to happen? I'm so glad that I woke up. That type of thing. I don't know. But it was a big deal. Everyone in town saw it. Everyone was amazed. And it looked really great on Jesus's uh messiah resume or whatever right you know like everyone a lot of people started believing that day so uh that's the story of the time that jesus nonchalantly stopped a funeral to raise someone from the dead all right number four eutychus eutychus i love this one so new testament uh the book of acts chapter 20 the apostle paul is out preaching to people and i I guess he gets on like on a roll right he like starts going they're like they break bread they're hanging out whatever it's like like i'm ready for a sermon i'm ready to start talking about god and jesus and things so he starts going and he starts talking and keeps talking and keeps talking and keeps talking. A lot like I do, I guess, maybe. <laughs> but uh, he keeps doing that and he keeps preaching. And the Bible says specifically he's preaching and preaching until midnight, right? He keeps going. I, I think he even says even until midnight or something like that. Like it's not, he didn't even, like stop at midnight. He just like was going and going and going. Heck of a sermon, if I tell you. So, uh, so people are listening to this sermon, and this kid, Eutychus, he's sitting like and listening, right? He's he's doing his best. He's like, oh, I think this is important. I should I should be involved. Uh, so he's but he's sitting on a window ledge because he wants to get a better view, and he's like three floors up, and he's listening to Paul preach. But Paul just keeps on preaching, preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching, and he keeps going on. And the boy, maybe he was like super interested. I don't know. Uh, but he just got exhausted because, you know, you can only listen to so much preaching, I think. Right. We're just we're human beings, for God's sake. So uh, but pre- the kid gets exhausted or maybe because, you know, Paul kept rambling. The kid originally was interested and then got super bored. I'm not quite sure which one, but either way, Eutychus, this poor kid, falls asleep during the sermon and you know it's something i'm very personally familiar with i've done that more times than i can count uh which it is what it is i was gonna say like oh much to my chagrin or i'm so sorry but you know what it is what it is i slept a lot during church it's fine uh but (laughs) unfortunately because he was sitting on the third floor window when he dozed off he fell out the window and fell to the ground and like broke his neck or something. Like he he died. He fell down and died on the spot. So and everyone there like heard him, heard the thump, like saw him fall down, whatever. And they're like, oh shit. And then Paul, who was preaching, like saw it happen because he's the one from the vantage point, right? He's looking out in the crowd and he just sees this little boy fall out a window. So Paul's like, oh shit. And Paul runs over. And he, he grabs the little boy and he like holds him in his arms and he goes, it's okay. It's okay, everybody. He's fine, right? Which sounds like bullshit. Like, like doesn't sound like anything. But sure enough, the boy stopped uh, being dead. <laughs> He's, right, that's, that's an adequate way to say it. He stopped being dead. He came back to life and everyone was super excited. And uh, 
there you go. That, that was one of the times that Paul brought someone back to the, back to life. That and that's and that's the story of how Paul, whichever way you want to put it, Paul either talked someone to death or he bored someone to death. Uh, I'm okay with either. Both answers are acceptable in my book, but uh, he had to revive him to to save face and save things, whatever. But yeah, Eutychus, it's a great story. Number five. This is found in the Old Testament. This is the only one of the whole list that is in the Old Testament, and it is in 2 Kings chapter 13. So we haven't really delved into it, but one of the like greatest prophets of the Old Testament was this guy, Elijah. And Elijah had an apprentice uh, prophet or whatever, uh, a successor named Elisha. Uh, so Elisha, this major prophet of God, did a bunch of things, uh, lots of stuff. And we're going to talk about a lot of them later. Can't wait to get into it. But we're skipping all over that and going straight to the end where he gets sick and dies, unfortunately. <laughs> right? So <laughs> great prophet, did a lot of amazing things. He dead now uh, for the purposes of this story. Rest in peace. So he's putting in this tomb, his final resting place. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we're, that's that's the backstory of what you need to know for the rest of the story. So he dies, some time passes, and then some other guy who we don't even know his name. The Bible does not say his name. Some dude dies. And during his funeral, they are in the process of digging up his grave to bury him, right? Like, I mean, he had friends. There were people there. They were, they were all trying to, like, make a good effort on, uh, you know, like, honoring the dead and that type of thing. But so they're in the process of all that. And his dead body's nearby and whatever. They're trying, to buy, they're trying to dig the hole for him. So they look up and they see a band of Moabites. Those are the bad guys charging in to attack everyone. Everyone at the funeral, like, they're digging this, this no-name guy's grave. They look up, and then just, just just a horde of the Moabites come in to kill him. So whoever was in charge of this funeral is like, fuck it. <laughs> we got to run. Throw this guy into that tomb over there, and let's run for our lives. What they didn't know, that this tomb just happens to be Elisha's tomb, right? The guy I was just talking about. So they throw him in the tomb, don't realize that that is Elisha's tomb. And when the dead body, like, like, I just think it's, I think it happened in slow motion, right? All the good, all the good stuff happens in slow motion. They, they just taught, they just like, alley-oop, they just like toss his dead body into the tomb. And it happens to land on Elisha the prophet's bones. And instantly, upon hitting Elisha's bones, this dead body of this unnamed guy jumps back to life, springs off the dead bo- the, the, the bones of the dead body or whatever, and like lands on the floor and you know, is, back, is back alive. He's back, back alive. He's there. And uh, which is it's so wild, right? That's so crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how the the coming back to life process works exactly. Like how what it feels like. I don't know how long it is until you gain awareness of what's happening uh, when you come back from the dead. 
uh, is it like waking up with a hangover? Like, are you super groggy? Like, are all your like synapses and neural connections like trying to like you know re reconnect or refit them? Or is it like super great and you just woke up after twelve hours of the most like deepest sleep you've ever had? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know which one of those versions of waking up when you were dead it feels like. But I, I like so. Here's the morbid part of me, right? This is a Halloween episode. It's fine. Can you just imagine? Like they just they alley oop like his body into the tomb, and they're like run, and they're like like alley oop run, like boom, like like bolt, because the Dothraki are like coming and they're gonna fuck us up. We gotta go. We are not soldiers. We are funeral people. We are pallbearers. We are not here to fight. We are carry. We're here to carry caskets. Like that's what that's what our job is. This is this is not part of my commission. So they all start running, and this guy, this poor guy, just lands on the bones of Elisha and then springs back to life. And he's like, huh? <laughs> like where where am I? What's happening? And like why am I in this tomb? And I imagine this is not in the Bible. This isn't specifically talked about. I just like like the my morbid imagination. Like he just like stumbles out and walks out of Elisha's tomb. Like, I guess I guess there was a funeral here. Was it my funeral? I was dead and now I'm back alive. Praise be! And as he says that, the Moabites come on him and murder him <laughs> all the same. So he dies again, right then and there. Uh, is a horrible thing to think about, but I can't. I can't help myself. So, but we don't know what happens after him. But that's the story of the time that the holiness, the sheer holiness power of God's prophet Elisha, even his bones after he was dead, still had so much God-loving whatever holiness inside that they brought a man back to life just by touching them. Great story. Great story. Anyway, so that's that's my show. That's Halloween 2.0 or whatever for two, episode two. Uh, my five favorite people coming back from the dead in the Bible stories. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a fantastic Halloween. Dress up. Be creative. Have fun. Have a great week. Cheers.